Yeah. No, 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 no. Thank you, sir. One cool person. All right. <laughs> All right. I love you, sir. Um, shut up. Uh, Perth, hello. It is a pleasure. This is the first show of the Australian tour, so you guys don't fuck it up. It's on you if it's bad. Where's Dave? Has anyone seen Dave? I haven't seen him in a while. Hey, bud. All right. Dave Anthony. From America, where Trump lives. What are these? Well, it's nice to be here because our country is what's known as a hellfire. Oh, David. You know, sometimes uh, when you're making something great, there's growing pains. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Now, you guys... Open a book every now and then, David. <laughs> Fucking guy. You're listening to The Dollop! This is a bi-coastal American history podcast. Each week, I, jet-lagged, chocolate quokka liquor. Wow. And... Sleeper on pillows. Dave Anthony reads a story from American history or Australian to his friend... Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. It's... It's... it's I can tell you. Well, now, you will. You'll tell me. I can tell you. No, no. Let's stick to the format. Guy. Uh, we have a very special guest tonight. Uh, I met at uh, Kosamoy and uh, was so fucking hilarious uh, that we thought we had to have her on this hilarious show. Give it up for the fantastic Becky Lucas, ladies and gentlemen. Let her hear it. Yay. Uh, hello. Right there. Oh, hey. hey That's your are? fan. Yeah. Do you know what I was thinking? Because I have my Twitter ban. I, I got my my Twitter banned because I accidentally threatened to... Accidentally <laughs> threatened to... I accidentally threatened to cut the Prime Minister's head off. Right. It was a joke. I'll, yeah. <laughs> We've all done I'll, that. <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. Thank you. Come on. It happens. I wasn't going to do it. No. Like, but I just... It That's was... not how they work. The order is not publicly announced, then behead. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's I've, so I've, I don't have Twitter anymore, and I used to put all my shitty thoughts on. Wait, are you? So you're off Twitter. I'm off. They've completely banned me for. They've life. completely banned you. Yeah. Wow. I'm, fucking a. I know. It's full on. Now you do have to cut his head off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have done it. It was a fucking joke. Yeah. But yeah. you made it real, didn't you? Wow. I I actually didn't tell anyone because I got interviewed about it, and I haven't told anyone yet. I'll, so I'll say it now. But um, so I I said I'm going to chop your head off. Uh, to the Prime Minister. I was just drunk at the pub. And then um, I didn't think much of it. Anyway, it's spiraled. Pub talk. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And, then I, and then Twitter banned me. And I, you can appeal your ban by sending them a message. So I sent them a message saying, like, hey, I'm a comedian. I'm sorry, it was a joke. Like, like I, you know, I like Twitter. I'm on there for a bit. I promote shows. Um, also, if you don't give it back, I'm going to chop your head off oh, too. <laughs> yes. Which is funny. That's where you go. She's funny and you bring her back onto your fucking dumb platform. All right. You're just fun with beheadings, we realized over here at Twitter. 
So that's probably why I didn't know. I yeah. never let people know that, but that is probably why I didn't that's get it That's fucking crazy. February 26, 1906. <laughs> Hans Bertram was born in Reimscheid. Reimscheid? Reimscheid? Who gives a shit? Germany. <laughs> Reimscheid. Reimscheid. He was a child during World War II and uh, really wanted to be a pilot, but his parents did not approve. Okay. He talked his father into sending him uh, to Hamburg to go to university, but his plan was to go to, to, go to uh, pilot school while he was there, which he did. Okay. He learned to fly. He was taught by a German uh, fighter pilot. Wait, is this about a bug who gets on his plane? Because that would just be yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, you know, that's cool. Call German people bugs. That's cool. <laughs> That's super cool. Oh, yeah. No, there there's goes, not worse things to say. There goes our German audience. They're usually the ones that terminate, so yeah, it would yeah. be a... <laughs> I'm kidding. My stepmom's German. It's fine. <laughs> Germans don't do anything bad. Yeah, no. Um, so you stopped by a German Peter Filet named Paul... Uh, Dave, you said Peter Filet. Did I? Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. jet lagged, man. Yeah. It's going to be weird. Yeah. It's going to be weird. <laughs> Uh, no, you're let jagged. Fighter pilot. <laughs> he was taught by a German fighter pilot named Paul uh, Brommer, who was known as the Iron Eagle. He shot down like 38 planes in the war, so he's a big stud. Okay. Hmm. Um, so he's, he's teaching Paul, uh, he's teaching uh, Hans, and then Hans goes on his sixth solo flight, right? Okay. So it's kind of Hans off experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's more Hans on because he's the only one in there. If he wasn't in the plane, it would be Hans off. But it's Hans on. I thought on. it was a solo flight. Yeah. Like a Han Solo. <laughs> you keep flipping them the bird, which is actually also another name for a plane. That's fair. <laughs> so you're very clever. <laughs> he's really clever. <laughs> Quote, I heard a loud explosion in my motor and my plane burst into flames around me. So they're not supposed to do that. <laughs> the upper wing motor and fuselage were all burning. The explosion and widespread fire were almost instantaneous. Well, that's how it works. I mean, it's not like you're like, ooh, put it out. Get your handkerchief. That was the first tiger flight, actually. Um. <laughs> uh, so he tries, he's... he's, he's they don't have, I don't think they have parachutes at this point, so he's trying to land the plane that's on fire. Okay, <laughs> interesting. It's barreling toward the ground. That's not how you land. <laughs> not the right so verb. His, his, plan, his plan is to get down as close as he can to the ground and then hop out. <laughs> what? So his plan is what I thought when I was nine years old you did if a plane crashed? Like, no, just get on the wing and then jump right before it lands. Yeah, you'll be it's, fine. It's the same as when you're in an elevator and you're like, oh, if it drops, I'll just jump I'll jump. I'll be bit. fine. I'll just do a quick jump and then I'll <laughs> land softly while everyone dies around me. Oh, they didn't jump. <laughs> Fools. <laughs> right. right. Okay, right. Quote, I pulled back on the stick and the la at the last possible moment, and the plane reacted instantly. It reared up, the burning wings snapped, and we smashed into the grass. The petrol tank on which I'd just been sitting exploded on impact. 
Uh, oh, don't sit on a petrol tank. Yeah, I think that's the lesson <laughs> would, you learn there. Yeah, don't sit on those. Yeah. Uh, so he was thrown out when, when the plane hits the ground. He did a few somersaults. I think he embellished what he did. Nine somersaults, and then I did a round off, and the, you know, obviously the judges loved it, except for the German. The irony. <laughs> Uh, so then he springs up. People run over. His leather jacket's on fire. They put it out. Uh, he's somehow fine. What? Yeah. Uh, the Iron Eagle walks up and hands him, takes off his leather jacket and hands it to him and says, uh, get back up there. Tells him to take his plane and fly three times around the uh, Wait, what the fuck is going on? Airfield. It's, it's crazy macho shit. He's like, you just survived a plane crash? Do it again. Don't be a pussy. And he sends it back up to fly around three times to just, like, That's don't be scared of flying. Living? Right, okay. Right? So he does it. He gets up and he flies around three times. And then the wing catches While he's fire. looking at his plane that's burning, he's right. flying around. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> totally normal. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. No. That's toxic masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> it's locker room talk. Yeah. <laughs> Simple locker room talk. So in his class, he had a fellow student from uh, China who was an officer who was put in charge of forming a Chinese naval air force. Okay. Uh, he asked Hans to join him. Help For him the out. Chinese naval air force? Yeah. And Hans is a German? Yep. Sure. Okay. Great. No more questions. Well, well it's like, actually. No, it's like a, a soccer, you know, if you're a soccer team and you're uh, in Australia, but your parents were born in Nigeria, you can play for the Nigerian team. It's the same thing, but it's Were plain. his parents Chinese? Nope. Okay. But so is it? It's the same thing, but it's planes. Right. Same, I'm, I'll same stop thing. asking questions, but you've not won me over. Just trust me. Yeah, where's okay. this story going? <laughs> We're just going to jump to the end. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I bet it ends with somersaults. So at 21, Hans became a Chinese officer. I, Dave, we must be careful nowadays. Is that okay? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the fucking... It's a long time ago. That's I mean, right, it's... I'm Chinese, yes. <laughs> Viola, Hans, yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. From China, yeah. <laughs> Hans of China. Hey, Gareth, now do the Chinese accent. Ah! <laughs> Can we get the check? <laughs> Thank you. That's been the show. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only white people accents. Yeah. Except uh-huh. the Irish. Yeah, that's, we're, mm. we've, got a, we've got a dwindling list. It's shrinking. Uh, so he's a Chinese officer and... Um, <laughs> Not he's, over that. He's an, he's an official uh, advisor to the Chinese Naval Air Force. Is anyone flagging him? <laughs> Fine. Okay. He's responsible for all major aircraft purchases of the Chinese Naval Air Force. Okay. So he makes lots of trips uh, back and forth from China to Germany. And in September 1931, a German aircraft company called Junkers. Whoa, what? <laughs> it better be with a Z. I, hey, we're Junkers! I assume it's Junkers, but let's just go with Junkers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Gave him a seaplane to make this trip back and forth that he was flying Oh, you want to get a junker for that. Yeah. <laughs> so pilots are or were very superstitious. They don't like to, uh, or I don't know if they still are, but they, um, 
They always plan not to fly on the 13th day of a trip. Well, this is when people gave a shit about, like, pilots' feelings. <laughs> Unlike now, when we're just like, you tired? Get going. Let's go. You drunk? Get up there. Let's move. Come on. Sorry, too soon? Yep. <laughs> I don't know if Sully would like that one. <laughs> Sully could suck it. What? <laughs> Fuck you. Big fucking deal. Bunch of geese flow in, you <laughs> yeah. crash it in the water. Ooh la la. That gets you on the Today Show? Not on my watch. <laughs> Tom Hanks plays you because you crashed in water? <laughs> Hollywood. He landed in water. He didn't crash. He landed in water. Uh, I think we're splitting hairs here. That's right, Sully. I'm coming at you. The only one. Uh, so he's... So they blo- they're, the superstition thing, they're like, it's the 13th day, but we're behind schedule. We gotta go, so they fly on the 13th day. Oh, no. Oh, and they're fly- Are we about to hear, like, cha-cha-cha? It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. They hit fog along... They're flying along the east coast of India. They hit fog. They try to land in a harbor, but hit a wave and crash. What? 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 How big was the wave? I mean, I think if you're in a plane and really any kind of decent-sized wave is pretty fucked. Yeah. (laughs) Because usually runways aren't like, woo! Like, they're pretty flat. No, a good pilot could surf it. Yeah, I think you just go, yeah, exactly. You ride through the middle. Yeah, Yeah. it's just like easy. I've seen it on TV. It's like point break. Yeah, exactly. I don't think any of you have seen anything. He's not coming back. I feel like neither one of you ever watched TV. (laughs) That's the only thing I watched. Whatever. He, he fucking crashed. I mean, let's just all agree on that. Some of us like to say he surfed. <laughs> but he lived, as did his two-man right. crew. And, uh, and then someone was like, get back up there. <laughs> well, Three rounds. Junkers gave him a new seaplane, which he, he, he renamed the Atlantis. So he's got a plane called the Atlantis. Uh, well, get get it? it? Yeah, good way you to get lose. It? Yeah, for get sure. It? Yeah, he, Lost City. He, the last one. Yeah. Get it? Well, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't either. I was well. Lying. The last, the last plane went down in the water. So this one, he's like, "Oh right." So you name it after a city where everyone died. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Good call. <laughs> I'm not sure. So, sorry, are we poking holes in your hero's story? I just don't think Atlantis isn't a real city. This just sounds like a shit pilot. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's fair. <laughs> So soon after that, Hans and his aircraft mechanic, Adolf Klossmann. Easy. <laughs> Easy does it oh, now, David. Rough couple of years for him. Yeah, yeah. Adolf. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, Hoffman. Uh, it's not. Mr. Klossmann will do. <laughs> Adolf. Uh, <laughs> so they uh, set out uh, from Germany to fly to China. Uh, and the whole idea is to sell uh, Junkers aircraft around the world, right? The name is I know. I could hard call to get over. I could call it Junkers, but I'm just not going to. No, no, no. I definitely like Junkers. Hey, They're... welcome to Junkers. What do you need, a wing? We got one. Let's go. <laughs> so the Chinese consul convinced, uh, convinced them to fly around Australia before heading to China. Well, yeah. Fired up about it, too, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Listen to that enthusiasm. Don't lose so fast. Yeah, 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 I think easy. there's another crash coming. <laughs> <laughs> he lands in a volcano. Yay. I'll call it magma. <laughs> uh, More homages to my terrible pilotry. <laughs> so at the time, there were a lot of Chinese in Australia. They were being killed at gold fields and stuff. And oh, truth. Oh, 
Oh. Oh, my grandpa. Oh. <laughs> These guys, at least you guys are past all that racism now. <laughs> um, and they thought... <laughs> uh, so the, the Chinese thought that having the plane fly around Australia might increase interest in helping China get the Naval Air Force, right? They're still trying to build up so they send the guy who keeps crashing <laughs> yep. to sort of sell the product. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, let's do that. A German pilot recommended they fly at night through the region. Who's saying, this man? Who is this man who made a terrible decision a guy, for sure? It's a guy who's done it. He's like, oh, you're flying uh, down in the southern hemisphere around Australia. Great idea. Fly at night. Oh, do it at night. He just, Way he, better. He described it as exhilarating. It's exhilarating. Yeah. You never feel anything like it. Yeah, yeah it's and what amazing. Was his, was his name Goebbels or...? Yeah. <laughs> Goebbels Air. Yeah. Yeah. Tragic care in the sky. Hmm? So on May uh, the 14th, 1932, they did just that, uh, flying out of oh, Kupang. Uh, where's Kupang? That guy's pointing. This that guy, way. whatever this guy, okay. The sure. guy in front who did this. Uh, anyway, I assume it's north of your country. Sure. Um, so he took off at exactly midnight on the 14th to avoid the 13th. Sure, that'll fool the spirits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how you fool the... Ooh, he just got away. Wait. <laughs> Next year we strike. <laughs> so your version of Friday the 13th, or the 13th, is there's ghosts. <laughs> Let's go for a swim. <laughs> this is all... Let's get on this plane at midnight. <laughs> What is that? Oh, jet ski. Yeah. <laughs> Jason on a jet ski. <laughs> why why are ghosts movie. always old and like they're always dressed in like ye olde English? Like, why is there never a ghost of a guy who died hey, on a jet up? ski? <laughs> Dude, we fucking killed it! Yeah. You messed it! My brain hit a rock! <laughs> Woo! Oh god, I hate ghosts so much now. Yeah! <laughs> Fucking haunting the shit out of you right now, dude. Yes, you are. Man. So you're really haunting the shit out of We should make ghost cookies. Dude. Fucking kegger. Ghost kegger. No ghost kegger. Fucking do it. Get some IPA, kegger. Oh, my God. Booze. This is the worst ghost. Booze. This is the worst ghost. Come on, bro. Fucking brost. Come on. Brost, yeah. <laughs> right. He sounds like he'd have a drug dealer called Junkers. <laughs> hey, dude, can you go to Junkers, please? <laughs> yeah. I can take over your body and buy a sweet bag. <laughs> like an eighth of Nogs, dude. Sick Nogs of the crystals. Why does it... Take Nogs, dude. Why does it... Why would you have to take over my body? Because I can't to... physically grab the shit. I need your body I to actually just smoke go, it. I can just go get it. Yeah, but I, I got to be in you to smoke it, dude. You're not going to get high. It's yeah, so, I'll get fucking high as I, shit, dude. I've read about it. You've read about it? You're fucking On Boogle. <laughs> boogle it, dude. I'm not boogling anything. Boogle it, bro. I'm not going to boogle it. Oh, here we fucking go, dude. I'm here for eternity. You better buckle up for some fucking partying. I'm going to kill myself. If you I'm kill gonna... yourself, you're going to live in the house with me as a ghost, and we're going to need to find another body. You'll get those sweet, crystally nugs. Think long term, dickhole. 
You Party. realize uh, you realize you came uninvited to a kegger and hey, died, hey, right? Hey, 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 hey. I died in a jet ski, bro. <laughs> you knew what you were getting into with me. Where were you going on your jet ski? Fucking had no destination in mind except for Nirvana. <laughs> AKA <Isn't> Bali. That- <laughs> Isn't that everyone's destination on a jet ski? Yeah. Man, you said it. <laughs> said it, bro. It's actually really fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I used to pay out jet skis, and then as soon as I was on one, I was like, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I've become my nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so they fly out at midnight. Um, <laughs> I forgot what started this. There's a storm. Okay. 40, 40, 40, 45 minutes later, they come across a storm and they weren't expecting. Did the storm not they know fly- about the 13th? No, it didn't know. Oh, weird. They flew low to avoid it, and they continue flying low for hours at 1,000 feet, guided by their instruments. The daybreak comes. Remember, it's a little plane, so they don't have a lot of gas. Uh, daybreak comes. Hans is very surprised to discover they're not flying at 1,000 feet. They're flying at 150 feet. Oh, my God. I mean, 1,000's low. Yeah. 150. Super low. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is so fucked up. <laughs> so Adolf tries to, to plot their position and realizes they're way off course. They're north of Darwin. So he corrects course. An hour later, there's still no land. And they're oh running out of fuel. Oh, boy. And then Adolf spots land, and they head for it. And they manage to land in the water just off a beach. And they're alive. Okay. Um, they, they don't have a lot of gas left. Okay. Uh, so they, they sling their hammocks and just go to sleep because they had a rough fucking ride and, all night. Sure. And they they you crash know, you gotta, out. Yeah, sling that hammock. Yeah, sling that hammock. A couple of bros and hammocks. Yeah. And a ghost, bro. And then... <laughs> and a ghost. Yeah. A ghost. Um, and then a shrill call wakes them. Uh, they look out to see an Aboriginal man. He's on the beach, twenty meters away. Okay, and they're surprised to see anyone because it's a desert. And they try to communicate, but they can't because they speak different languages. It's totally hopeless. He's very nice though. He smiles and he's like, "Hey," and then he just leaves. He's like, uh, that's uh, yeah, it's, uh, oh, he was a sweetheart. Where did yeah. he run to? Why did he run off? Do you know Captain Cook? Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I forgot to read the, the thing that I'm supposed to read, which is just a heads up for any Aboriginal listeners during this dollop that'll uh, be mentioning the names of some deceased Aboriginal people. I'm supposed to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm an American. What do I fucking know? <laughs> In America, we don't, uh, we don't care at all. Come on, sir. It's the no, best country right. in the that's world. No, that's right. You should yell out, fuck America. That's the correct response. Um, I honestly don't know why you all don't turn on us. Oh, that's coming. It totally. It's so coming. Yeah. We'll be, the America right now is slinging hammocks while someone sweet waves at us. We're like, huh? Where'd he go? <laughs> um, so this guy takes off, and then... Uh, Not in the plane. He just runs away. Yeah, no, right. he just ran away. Right. And then, and then uh, they come out, and, and uh, the f- there's flies. Okay. Mm-hmm. F- <laughs> Quote, 
hundreds, no thousands of flies are swarming about. If you don't cover your mouth when you speak, they fly in. Oh, wow. So they're up your nose, in your ears, and love the corner of your eyes. Our flying helmets and goggles are put to use to protect our faces and keep us sane. (laughs) They're wearing pilot gear just so they don't get fly head? Yeah. That would make make you look like a fly. (laughs) Our leader! Brave leader fly! (laughs) The rumors were true. We knew you'd return. Fly in his mouth. We'll control him. Just like the scripture said. One of the flies was on the plane, though. He got there. Yeah. He's like, what, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> I can't understand you. I can't understand you. Where I come from, it's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, little boy. Little boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You just want someone to be like, you should listen to the dollop, and the person turns it on right at that moment. What the fuck? A nightmare. (laughs) My speaker's blue. Talk about the guys that do fly impressions for 10 minutes? Uh, the guy who does the backwards velociraptor, who I'm worried about. <laughs> it's an Australian fly sound. Oh. Sure. So the plan, their plan is to get back in the plane, take off, fly, and, and land and have breakfast in Darwin. <laughs> their plan is crazy. Uh, breakfast? They're planning meals? <laughs> yeah. They're dying yeah. on an island of flies. They're just going to fly over to Darwin. So they're, they're, they're hungry. They have no food or water. Hans calculates that they're on the north side of Melville Island, uh, which is 50 kilometers north of Darwin. Okay. And the map shows an outpost called Port Cockburn. It's pretty. Cokeburn? <laughs> Fuck off. You There's changed no it. No way that's called, not called Cockburn. <laughs> that's just straight up Cockburn. You don't get to, you don't get to change. It's in the Syphilitic Isles. You don't get to change how you say cock. Like, I'll give you all the other ones, but not cock. Well, that's what happens when you, like, have 100 years of people calling it cockburn. You're like, it's coke. Please? <laughs> Is anybody from cockburn? Ow. All right. They don't admit Nobody it. made the trip. <laughs> so, which, so cock, uh, Port Cockburn is on the south side of the island, which should only be a 15-minute flight. They've got enough fuel for 10 minutes, so they figure they will, they will fly and get yeah. close and land and fly, then walk yeah. and then walk the rest of the way. It's not or like just... him to get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> so, I hate this guy. <laughs> get, get ready. So, oh, no. So he, he's, he takes off. They take off in the plane. He's watching the coastline. He's watching the fuel gauge. There's no sign of a settlement anywhere. And then they run out of fuel, and Hans lands in an inlet. And they search for water for hours. They can't find anything. The only thing uh, to drink is the oily water from the radiator, but it's disgusting. So well, then night comes, and they go, they sleep in their hammocks again. Okay. 
they decide to try to find the aboriginal guy who was on the beach. They're like, that guy seemed cool. Let's he find He had that a guy. lot of solutions. Yeah. The guy who waved and ran away. He was smiling. He, he was, was nice. He was happy. Hey. hey I like your he, thing. He, he wasn't thirsty. No, he was no. not thirsty. From what did they not, could tell. Did not no. look thirsty in the least. Yeah. So they take what they need. Uh, uh, water bag, maps, pistol, matches, and cigarettes. <laughs> cigarettes being on the list is always awesome. <laughs> You what do we have... need? Well, we obviously need cigarettes. That'll dehydrate us. Get some of that oily water. We're going to need that in that water bag. Uh, so they filled the water bag with radiator water and <clears throat> spiked it with mouthwash to disguise the taste. Hey, Dave, if anyone here is disgusted, we'll speak up. <laughs> Who wants mouthwash oil water? Is anyone thirsty? <laughs> Did not expect uh, a response. Really? No. It tastes better than Perth water. Yeah. Sorry, but... <laughs> Whoa. Sorry, but the, t- the tap water here, my God. <laughs> I've lost them. All right. Um. Um, she's on board still. She's like, Becky. Thanks, she's fine. Yeah. I need Fuck your water. water. Fuck your water. <laughs> Fuck our water, Becky. You and I will drink Evian. <laughs> Together. I'm from Brisbane. It's shit there too. So... Yeah, Shut don't up. get all. <laughs> yeah, she's from the, the. We're from America. I mean, for God's yeah. sake, we're 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 drinking lead. Yeah, <laughs> we're drinking Prozac in America. That's where we're at. So, um, so they start walking. Uh, they're going over steep, sharp rocks, the sharp edges, through razor edge grass as tall as uh, a, a man. Um, it's not great. The sun <laughs> Sounds like a is lot of fucking, cuts. The sun is brutal. And then Hans rips the water bag on a sharp rock, and it all, all the water drains into the sand. Oh, no. We'll have bad breath instead of that minty, fresh oil bag. <laughs> they keep walking. Soon, they're walking for two days without water. So they're fucked. They stumble along in delirium along the shore, and on day three, they come to an inlet. And the, and the walk around the inlet looks way too long, so they're like, let's just swim across this inlet. Hmm, that's telling the reaction of the audience. That's, a, that's, an, that's an Australian reaction. Everyone else is like, what? Huh. <laughs> Lovely swim across an inlet. <laughs> what could be wrong? Yeah. Uh, so Hans and Adolf strip off all their clothes. Nice. And tie everything into a small pack. Nice. And then they make sweet love. Yeah, I was going to say, it just sounds like an excuse to get nude. <laughs> yeah. You know what we should do is strip our clothes off. I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> Oh, look what fits in there. Oh. <laughs> They're Chinese. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Fit naked. <laughs> Jesus. Let me sling my hammock in you. Fart. Oh. Uh, I do like that that guy's trying to join. Yeah. It didn't work out that great. Yeah. Um, so, uh... So they're stumbling around. Uh, it's not great. They're naked. Sure. <laughs> they put everything into a small pack, and then uh, Hans is carrying that. Uh, all they have on is their safari hats. Oh, so it's kind of like a cool, like, porno look. It's like, it's like 20 minutes into a porno. It's fucking, it's like hedonism, too. Like, they're, like, in their hats. And... Uh. <sighs> they what? Ty Cox. Oh, no, they did not tie cocks. I think that'll end the uh, question segment of the show. (laughs) 
You can't tie cocks and you'll get cock burned. Let's trim it. <laughs> Thank you. Let's trim another episode we did <laughs> recently. Yeah, the <laughs> cock tying. Uh, so, uh, halfway across, Hans feels something, a cold sensation yeah, on the back does. of his neck. Yeah, he does. <sighs> yeah. Hello. Hans. Hello. Oh, my God. I had water the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you know where I hide liquid? Yeah. Hmm? God's straw. <laughs> they would have tried that once. Because <laughs> you can only do it a few times. Yeah. <laughs> you can. I think you can only drink each other's piss like three times. And then it's toxic. Yeah. No, it's kind of like swirling it back and forth. Yeah. What, what, what doctor told you that? <laughs> It's a family doctor. I had a doctor. <laughs> I had a really this doctor once. Sorry, this is going off. Whatever. Go I had a I had a like pain in my chest. Like I guess yeah, whatever. And I went in to get it checked by the doctor, and he was like, "All right, well, let's just have a look at your tit." But, <laughs> he said, <laughs> like, tit? "The doctor said tit." Yeah, yeah. That's that's Australia. I was like, what? Ah. Yeah, that's, I feel like that happens all the time. Here. Yeah, I was Is like, that well, that's here? actually inappropriate. Now, have a look at my moot and I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bet you haven't heard that word for a while. Yeah. <laughs> you probably haven't heard it ever. No. no. Um, it's well, brand new. Yeah. It's great. Cultural exchange. No, thank you for doing it. Google yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get your tits out. <laughs> doctor? No, I'm not a doctor. I'm a janitor. Anyway. So he feels this ice cold sensation on his back, and he turns, and uh, it's, it's little ripples in the oh water. God. Oh, no. Uh, That's not and, like a wrapper, is it? And they're starting like four... <laughs> Stop, it's Little Ripples. <laughs> Yo, it's me, Little Ripples. Let's do this, dog. I'm with Puddles. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> little Ripples and Puddles. Let's do this shit. Let's rip it. Sling the hammock, yo. <laughs> so he realizes there's uh, one, no, two, no, three. Oh, my God, more. There's a bunch of crocodiles fucking like, dinner! Oh like, the crocodiles God. are out there like, holy shit, it's... Finally! Christmas! And we don't even have to get those nasty clothes out of our teeth with these two. <laughs> They've already helped us. <laughs> so Hans just drops the pack, and they just swim for their life. They make it just in time, and they scramble out. Of course, now they're completely naked except for safari hats. <laughs> Dynamite look. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the crocodiles are like, I feel like we won. Yeah. I, I mean, like they look really there. stupid up there. Hans, quote, barefoot and naked, we lie beneath a burning sun on an equally burning beach. For half an hour, we don't speak. <laughs> what are you going to say? What do you say? We should do this again. Half an hour? Yeah. We didn't speak for that long backstage. Yeah. <laughs> no, we did. No, we did. Um, but we, we did wore them. safari hats. <laughs> uh, all we have left is our pistol, safari hats, flying goggles, and neckerchiefs. Oh. 
So they got, they can add to the look a little bit. They yeah. can kind of goggle out with kerchiefs. Yeah, I mean, they can look nice. Yeah. <laughs> they can look like they're going to a disco. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Studio 54. My mother embroidered my neckerchief for me, and I'm glad I still have it. What? Who said what? Hans said that. Hans is a mama's boy. They decided that that they have to turn back and get back to the plane now. (laughs) What? Sure. (laughs) Yep. How? The plane has no fuel, right? No, but it's got clothes and water. It has water. Well, there's more water. Fuel water. Yeah. The radiator water. Sure. Yum. So they hide from the sun behind a boulder for a bit before they start out when they're startled by a kangaroo. It's just sitting there looking at them. The kangaroo's like, what the fuck? It's just a crocodile with a dead kangaroo on its head. Oh, no. He's land-based. So Hans takes out the pistol and shoots and misses it completely because he's so weak from not having drank in three days or had food, and the pistol... uh, Recoil kicks back and he gashes his eye open. Oh my god! Fine, he's got goggles. Fine. So, now he's exhausted. He's almost delirious. And a kangaroo's like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. <laughs> kangaroo's like, "This is bullshit. You're an asshole." Kangaroo takes off on a jet ski. Yeah. <laughs> so, kangaroo, bro, it's me. <laughs> Yeah! Dude, I jumped in this kangaroo's body and now I live in it. Talk about a plot. Oh my God, I'm the real story here. Living this kangaroo on a jet ski, dude. I'm going to live forever. Kangaroo too. Yeah! Brosupial. Woo! What's in my pouch? A fucking doob and a 40. Let's do this. Those are my babies. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) So, uh, so he's he right then he's like I have a pistol I should kill myself and kill Adolf. Wow! Wow! Okay, that happened fast. And then he thinks about it and he goes, "We fuck." If I'm thinking about that, we can't have this pistol. So he throws the pistol into what the fuck into the inlet. And then right when he does that, he's like, "Oh fuck! I shouldn't have done that." If you're with him, you're like, hey, no more decisions at all from you. But he's still, but he's still kind of, on one hand, he's like, I, I should have done that because we probably would have killed ourselves. We probably would. At least this. The now other guy's we have like, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> you should open up more and talk to me because I don't know what's spinning over there with you. Maybe we wouldn't have done that. Maybe we wouldn't shoot ourselves with a pistol because we would shoot a kangaroo. So there's another idea. Or a crocodile. There's fucking animals around here. So they start to walk back to the plane. Flies are swarming in their open wounds. Jesus. At night, the flies disappear and the mozzies take over. Is that mosquitoes? mosquitoes? Yeah. Mosquitoes? Mozzies. Right. Mozzie. Um, mozzie, mozzie, mozzie. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to take off. Why? Uh, it's also super cold at night. Um, they're freezing. But they have goggles. Yeah. They, uh, they dig a hole to cover oh, themselves. Oh, they've dug a hole, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> to cover themselves in sand. Uh, and it, and so then all that's out is their face and an arm. And then the face they covered with a hat. So just the arm is out. But the mosquitoes are just devouring the arm. 
so they can't sleep. What's with the arm being out? Is it because you well, can't bury your arm? Yeah, they couldn't yeah. bury the other arm. So they decided to take shifts. One man would cover the other completely in sand. Adolf takes the first in his sand bed, and then they switch. It's just a good time. Yeah. Uh, and then they keep walking back. It's a four-day trek back to the plane. They walk, and even at, at some point are crawling, but they finally make it. Okay. Quote, our bodies and feet are cut up and covered with... That can't... That had to have been a word. Pussy wounds? I can't. No, no. Puppy wounds. Pussy. Puppy it's got to be pussy. But that was a... That's a pretty great... Uh, maybe I did that. That's pretty awesome. You were tired. So they're, they're, they're covered in pussy wounds. Sure. Uh, but we haven't gone mad. We had our rash, rational goal of water. We have known where it was, and we stayed sane. So they got back to the water. The Atlantis has... So they were finally able to drink from the radiator and feel normal again. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like just a few days before, they're like, we'll just get breakfast in Darwin. <laughs> it was... What was yeah. it? Four days ago, they were yeah. like, here's yeah. what we get. We'll get <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking we brunch. I'm I think we take eggs. them eggs. I'm getting the eggs. Well, we're obviously getting eggs. I'm getting scrammies. You know <laughs> Even though like my tummy it. plays up, but it's worth it. It's worth it. You're going to deserve it when we get there to Darwin. <laughs> we should make a reservation online. <laughs> Skip the queue. Two days later, gun to head. You know, I threw the gun in the water because we were going to kill each other. <laughs> Remember Brunch and Darwin? This movie's going to be called Brunch and Darwin. <laughs> when does the Brunch and Darwin happen? This is... So the Atlantis has clean underwear, warm clothes, blankets in the hammocks, a cabin sealed against mosquitoes, a cigarettes, and a cup and a jug of water, right? There's yeah, when the, you're dehydrated, water. definitely start pounding some grits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so no food? Or maybe... Uh, there's no food. Oh. Okay. But they're happy for now. It's been, se- it's been seven days. This is day seven. Yeah, right. Um, uh, the press has been notified they're missing. Hans and Adolf have been surprised they haven't seen a search plane yet. They thought sure. they would have seen that. So well, they it was need- the 13th, so... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they decided they needed to try uh, for Port Cockburn again. They don't like that. <laughs> they don't like that. You at call all. it by the name that they've given it. <laughs> well, it was given that name, Cockburn. There's no way it was Cokeburn ever, ever. I'm not doing that. Coburn? Coburn. Fuck you. Absolutely not. Absolutely. You don't look at the word cock and drop the CK. Fuck off. That is absolute nonsense, and you should all be ashamed of yourselves. Every fucking one of you. You Aussie, all know Aussie, it's Aussie. wrong. Oi, oi, oi. Coburn. Just the worst. Come on. So they, you live there? Port Cock? I'm dropping the burn. It's fucking a place named after VD. <laughs> so they're, they're going to make it there again, but, but now they're like, there's no way we can walk. They only have three liters of water in the radiator. And they come up with a plan to use the seaplane floats and turn it into a sailboat. I don't hate the idea. <laughs> they also, using parts of the plane, construct a patent lighter, whatever they put some shit together to make a lighter. Boat inventory. 12 cigars, 50 cigarettes, tobacco, and a pipe. So they're good there. They're good. They're good to go. Don't need to worry about anything. You're going to feel fine. (laughs) 
Yeah, I just have a couple pipes and a few smokes, a couple cigars. He'll be ready to go. They're just trying to kill themselves with cigarettes. They just want to die now. Remember when you threw the gun in the water? We need cancer instead. Let's go. So they each smoke a cigar and two cigarettes. What? This is before they knew that it made your mouth like... (laughs) On day eight, they begin turning the plane into a boat. (laughs) They use two bathrobes and a pair of pants. It's a great start. It's like Joe versus the volcano. (laughs) Nobody knows what you're talking about. They probably changed the name here. Yeah, uh, Volcano shit, Joe? Shit movie. Hmm. Um, they used it was two, about when Sully went on... Never mind. They used two bathrobes and a pair of pants sewn together as a sail. Sure. A uh, side rudder and paddles are made from the plane's flag and spare tin. They put sand in the bottom of several chambers as ballast and cut a tree down for the mast. Uh, they build the boat uh, in three days. The next day, it's too stormy to sail. But Adolf finds a fishing hook in the toolbox. They're very mm. excited. They have no bait, but he jiggles the empty hook in the water for like an hour until he catches a what? fish. What? <laughs> this fish? He's hoping the fish is as stupid as he is. Yes, and they are. <laughs> a hook? Yum! <laughs> um, what? The fish is small, but they devour it. They make soup. But Adolf was so excited when he caught... Want a radiator soup? (laughs) What? Adolf was so excited when he caught the fish that he dropped the hook and lost it. (laughs) No, I can't. (laughs) When can we trust an Adolf? (laughs) Yeah. Possible? Adolf Coors? Yeah, oh yeah, good guy. Yeah, for sure. They don't know. They don't know how bad he is. (laughs) I know. Storm intensifies. The tin linings of the aircraft... Uh, uh, of the boat. Aircraft. They take them off to make funnels to collect rain. Interesting. They, uh, it rains so hard, they collect 12 liters, which is enough for 20 days. On day 13, the storm's over, and they pack everything into the boat. It's divided into nine separate compartments. The front compartment's full of fresh water. The second's their luggage. Uh, compartment three holds the mast. Adolf luggage? And... Yeah, they have luggage. Like empty luggage? No, they have luggage. They, they put... So they have clothes, and they're now just they like, let's just stick to these safari hats and goggles, huh? <laughs> no. No, they I got like ba- what we're developing over here. I like the look. They got back to the plane and put clothes on. They're clothed now. Oh, okay. So they're just... All right. Um, <laughs> Problems are over. <laughs> no. Uh, sure, so no Adolf, Adolf and Hans sit cross-legged <laughs> in compartments four and five, and the back four compartments are empty, but sealed tight. The boat is 10 centimeters out of the water, so waves can crash over them pretty easy. Okay. At the same time, a search is on for them. Uh, in the coastline around Darwin, Melville Island, people are out searching. When Hans and Adolf hit the open sea, it quickly turns very difficult. <laughs> it turns out the current and waves are a bit too much for a plain boat. Yeah. <laughs> for their plot. Yeah. <laughs> The rudder's too small, and they have no directional control. They are blown backwards towards land, towards dangerous rocks. They have to fight a four-hour battle trying to avoid the rocks, and they make it back to the beach. Hey, we did it! Yeah, all right! That was a good day. We conquered that day, motherfucker. You're damn right we did, motherfucker. We did it! 
We're back ah, where we started. Why? I would shoot myself. I wish I had the gun. Hey, <laughs> go swimming. Next time, they decide they will sail further out to the sea to avoid the rocky coast. So they'll go around. So they are, they are going. There's the next time. The next day. The next day they had out at midnight when the sea is very calm. Yep. When you and can't they, see anything in it. Perfect. They go 10 kilometers out and then turn west to sail around Melville Island. But wind and waves pick up and start crashing over the boat. The open compartments in the back are filling up with water. Hmm. So now they're basically paddling a submarine. (laughs) (laughs) But they're still on target and believe they'll make it to Port Cockburn in three days. (laughs) It's taking a turn. They're really mad about it. They're really mad about it. On day on the second day in the in the boat plane, they realize they're trapped in a current and being pulled further out to sea. They're now twenty kilometers out. Okay. The sea here is much rougher, you know, like a sea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they also can't open the freshwater compartment in front because if they do, it will flood with salt water. Right, right. So now they're getting very dehydrated again. <laughs> and then the rudder is completely destroyed by a wave, so now they can't steer at all. They're just floating. Uh, to be fair, I don't think they were ever really steering. It's kind of like <laughs> Dumbo's feather, really. <laughs> They give in to the fact that they're going to die. Okay. <laughs> well, okie dokie. Only now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they see smoke on the horizon. It's a ship. So Adolf waves the signal flag they have. And then when the ship is 150 Which meters... Which is a bathrobe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey! Uh, and then when the ship is just 150 meters away, Hans fires five flares up one by one. The ship is so close that they can read the name, the Kulinda. But there's no one on deck, and the ship just passes by. Oh. Wow. He probably shot them all dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Not at the boat. Um, so they start to cry. Uh-huh. Oh. More, more undrinkable water. German tears. Jesus. On day 15, Adolf loses his shit. Quote, I give up. I can't go on. I don't care what you do to me. I can't go on. Okay. <laughs> and then he totally stops talking and becomes totally uncommunicative. Okay. That's so me hard. when my Uber Eats delivery is taking longer than it should. <laughs> I'm like, I give up. <laughs> it's the same plight. It's exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done talking to you. <laughs> so Hans is feeling very alone. Um, that night it's very calm and Hans stares at the stars, looks up to God and he prays. Then he says he no longer feels alone. He's found God. Hans can scarcely even talk to Adolf. Um, he's now determined to get out of this. So he's God, whatever. So wait, he can't talk to him because he's mad at him, or they're just Han, like... no. Han, Han, Adolf's just totally like a. Like it's a, like he's turned into like a, a rock. He's like, all right. And then the other guy's like, Jesus. So but it's Hans, a good, is, it's Hans a, is a born again. Yeah, Hans yeah. is Hans is becoming born again. And the other guy's like, I'm not done. I wish I was never born. And so, <laughs> how dare you? And so that's uh, a walkout. Well, they're very ma- they're very German. Yeah. Would it be hilarious if they walked out because I was saying Cockburn? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> So, whatever, Hans gets strength from 
this guy person. Sure. And he and he's pushing them to row, right? He he's, he's like he's pushed to row. He's like, I'm gonna start fucking rowing. So he, with his he, hand. Well, they ha- I think they have they Bath kind of have something. Oars. Yeah, they got some kind of oar situation. Sure. They got a paddle. So he gets Adolf to row also, and they row for days. They row so much their legs are swollen beyond recognition and their upper bodies blistered from the sun. When the seas are smooth, they drink water, but it's getting low. They are now severely dehydrated. Finally, on the fourth day, they get to land. And they stretch out on the beach, and the flies and mozzies feast on them. Uh. (laughs) Great. Good thing they did this. (laughs) At least this time, they have clothes, clothes on them. Sir, shut up. (laughs) After 20 days, they realize no rescue plane is coming for them. They're in bad shape with the swollen legs and the weeping sores all over their body. Sure. So Hans decides instead of walking along the coast, they should take the shortcut and go directly across the island. Yeah, shortcuts sound pretty appealing right now, but they're probably (laughs) mirages. So they've been three weeks without food. And every time they stand up, they come close to passing out. They decide to eat some leaves. Oh, boy. But they ate poisonous ones. (laughs) Well, they eat eucalyptus leaves. Oh, shit. For hours. Oh, shit. Which koalas do, and that's fine. Yeah, but they're the only ones that can. They go up to a nearby hill to survey. They have to crawl up, and when they get to the top, they are elated because they miraculously came across a rock pool full of fresh water. This is one of the only perennial freshwater pools along that part of the coast, and they lie in the pool for hours laughing and crying. They're so happy. You, again, you do not want to cry too much into the fresh water. Yeah. The next morning, they had out again. Turns out eating eucalyptus leaves was not a good idea. Really? They slept they, 22 hours a day and were just there to take pictures? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got chlamydia. <laughs> Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to Cockburn. Um, they have bad stomach cramps, but they keep going. Sure. They use a raincoat as a makeshift water carrier, and it holds 25 liters. So In they, what fashion? Well, I think just like a, like a tub where you hold the... Uh, you told four corners, and the middle's just got water in it. Just, I don't know what you do when you get there. Yeah, but you're got just that. like, okay, now we've got it. Now we fuck. Never. Um, let's never put this down. Yeah, we'll take turns holding it. Um, so they have water. They have a compass that they took from the plane. On day 23, they climb a small hill and see the glimmering sea off the south coast. And they hug, and they scream, and they yell. They've made it. But there's something yeah. wrong. The sea is gray and motionless. And they squint. It's a desert. <gasps> it's a mirage. Oh. I mean, that actually happens. Did they do what the cartoons do? Run towards it and jump no. in like it was water? And then no. you're like... <laughs> well, Hans suddenly realizes, quote, so this is what the north coast of Australia looks like. I have made a navigational error. <laughs> Fuck. He's like, it's all Chinese to me. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking idiot, I hate him. (laughs) So Hans thought they had been blown left during that storm at the very beginning when it turns out they had been blown to the right. Hey, Dave, is Hans an idiot? (laughs) 
So they're looking at the Kimberley region of Northwest <laughs> Australia. Oh my God. That's pretty you, bad. You can't get dry. It's not the kind of place you want to walk. Yeah. What, what is it? It like? just, it, I mean, I don't, it's just a massive bit of sand and desert. It's just, a, it's just you couldn't get a drier, right. more arid place. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, and they thought it was a sea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, on the same day, they were officially pronounced dead by the German consul <laughs> and honored with obituaries. So kind of cool. Yeah. So the search mission is over. They're totally on their own. Plus, Hans now realizes no one would have searched, no would have searched where they were, which is 420 kilometers southwest of Darwin. Hans marks the position on the map. The town of uh, Wyndham is two... Well, that one you guys used all the letters. Uh, is 200 kilometers to the east. Every single thing they have done to date has taken them in the opposite direction, further from civilization. So literally every single choice they've made has been the wrong choice up till now. It's got to kind of be validating in a way. Okay, at least we're consistent, huh? Every step we made was wrong. Except for when we were naked in those hats. Oh, that was the best. That was awesome. You're my best friend. Okay, so a new plan. Get back to the waterhole, fix the boat, and sail east to Wyndham. Sure. They crawl, head spinning, they're tripping and falling, but they continue on. On day 26, they make it back to the coast, but there's no sign of the waterhole or the boat. How many sets of footprints were there? <laughs> Four. The devil, too? So they have to go east or west, but they don't know which way. Well, whatever you think, do the opposite. Do what I do when I'm lost driving. If I think right, I'm like left. It's got to be. So they hike in one direction for an entire day and then realize once again they've gone the wrong way. What? Yeah. So they turn around. It's slow going. Adolf's, yeah. Adolf's legs are totally covered in sores. He has to sit down every couple of steps because he keeps blacking out. So that's not, that's like a bad hiking partner. Yeah. So Hans decides to leave Adolf and he'll go find the boat, which he does, and it works. He finds the boat. He finds the water hole. He head backs and gets Adolf. And then together they hike back to the boat. It's windy. The boat uh, has broken anchor and is now being smashed against the rocks. Well, it's not a boat. (laughs) It's a boat. It's not a boat. It's It's a a plane boat. Plane boat. It's a float. And they messed up. Um, so they jump in to save the boat, they pull it out, but now there are gaping holes in the side and several compartments are filled with water. So for two days they go about repairing the boat. They saw off the section with the holes, the boat is now only one and a half meters long. Wow. <laughs> That's a dinghy. <laughs> it's a boogie board. <laughs> it's a jet ski. Yeah. It's a what? <laughs> no. God, I Dude, <laughs> I've got a fucking sick idea. I told you if you say jet hey, ski hey, three times. Hear me out. Don't say jet ski three times. Hear me out. Let's okay. turn this thing into a jet ski. <laughs> right? Sick. Yeah, but you say that about everything. Well, yeah, because it's awesome for everything. <laughs> That's how you died. Oh, dude, how I lived. <laughs> Get it straight, Jack. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't know why you got so angry. 
Does anybody ever tell you you're just a completely shit ghost? Like, just a shit fucking ghost. Oh, yeah? Then how come I scored these sick wine coolers? Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, dude. You black out from walking. I black out from partying. Come on, dude. Great. Give me a bro shake. Number one. Bring it in. No. Bring it in. No. Bring it in. No. Come on, high five, bring it in. I don't... Come on, fist bump You can't high five and bring it in at the same time. Hey, dude... What? Huh? What? You don't think? What? You don't? You never seen a high five bring in? No. There's uh, no did, such did, thing. Did 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 no, did. Priority no. number one. Fuck the belt. Let me show you this shit. I'm not doing. Dude, it. high five into a brow hug. I'm not doing a high did. five. No. Well, sometimes I wonder if you guys even want to get saved. Get your priorities in check, dude. You stop arguing with the ghost. Let's go. Oh yeah, let's go. Yeah. Well, you said jet ski three times. I'm here for the day, dude. Rumors are true, bro. Dude, I'm gassed. Shit, I just knocked over your rainwater. Fuck, I'm sorry. Wow, that's our fault for keeping you in a raincoat. Yeah, fair. Fair. Um, So they have now been lost for four weeks. Oh, my God. It's a metric month. Um... They build new oars. The next day, they plan to paddle to Wyndham, which is 200 kilometers away. 200 kilometers away. Um, they feel like they need something, some nourishment. So they eat some small green berries. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, it's just not. Like, they, yeah. don't, they don't know if they're poisonous, but they're, well, also, gotta be. they're also in Australia, so everything is poisonous. <laughs> I feel like when you're a kid, your parents are always like, don't eat berries. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, probably because of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are, the, these are the guys. You hear about those guys yeah. who drink the rainwater from a coat? <laughs> yeah. Don't eat berries, okay? You're crazy. So it turns out the berries were poisonous. Really? <laughs> <laughs> they both get They're fevers. They're always poisonous. <laughs> <laughs> they both get fevers and are sick for hours with their stomachs spasming. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, so the next day... They're would you bad. try to kill yourself at this point? Yes. I would absolutely be like, I'm going to bash my so head into I'd a rock like, if I don't finish it, smash it no, for me. I'd be like, where are the crocodiles? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just jump in there. I would have just chilled out, like stay in the same spot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. that. Read a book. Yeah. <laughs> Listen you to wrote. a podcast. Like, <laughs> catch up. Good time. It's good oh, time it's to relax. about us. Oh, this is meta. <laughs> oh, this is very meta. <laughs> oh, my God. It's writing itself. Oh, God. We've got bad stuff ahead. There's a ghost. He's a bros. Sorry, I'm hearing now. Oh, it's funny, actually. Now it's a little tired. I'm getting a little sick of it, yeah. So on day 28, they paddle out in the boat, but the sea is too rough, and they turn around. Uh, and then as they do, they see an orange glow. And it's a fire. They uh-huh. see a fire burning. Someone has lit a fire. So they land the boat. It's crocodiles. It's crocodiles. Oh, How did they... Adolf can't walk, so Hans is like, I will go to the fire. He figures there's some Aboriginal people out there. They've lit a fire. So he walks. His shoes are tattered, so he wraps, his, uh, he wraps rags around his feet. You want to look presentable. Yeah. <laughs> He's making good time, but then he realizes the fire is pretty far off, farther than he thinks. It's a mirage. He brought a plate of berries and eucalyptus leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, I bring you poison. <laughs> oh, and here's my flies. Let us break bread. I'm full of flies and poisons. Please drink some rainwater from my jacket. Mm. 
Oh, I get so anxious at parties. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no one to talk to. Come on. How am I doing? <laughs> so Hans walks through the night, and then the next morning, he thought the fire was close, so he didn't bother to take any water. Sure. No, at this point, just assume. <laughs> I think you're definitely at the time where you just make presumptions. And now the sun is brutally hot. And at noon, he finally makes it to the fire. Hey. Turns out it's just a regular bushfire. <laughs> you just jump in it. I mean, just end it. Adolf's dying from sores. You just walk two days to get to a natural fire. You're full of poison. You're out of water. Die. End it. Go. Go away. God is telling you something. So only getting started. <laughs> so there's no one there, and Hans is on the verge of madness. He considers walking into the fire. You should. Absolutely. It's like, what does Confucius say? Because <laughs> he's Chinese. Remember? He's Remember? fake Chinese. <laughs> and then he touches his neckerchief that his mom gave him, and he snaps out of it. That's a little creepy. Oh. Oh. He cannot remember... Uh, he cannot remember at all getting back to Adolf, but he did. He doesn't remember the entire walk back. Sure. Day 30, 2 a.m. <laughs> they decide to try the boat again. Sure, yeah. <laughs> The seas are calm. They stay just a few meters off uh, the beach. And when the sun, com sun comes up, they have gone two kilometers. At this pace, it will take them 100 days to get to Wyndham. They've got it. <laughs> and then waves force them back to shore. That's it. That's it. They give up. They are now resigned to wait until death takes them. Oh. Now, in 1905... <laughs> Uh, some Benedictine monks established a remote mission uh, at Drysdale River up in the Kimberley region. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Father Cubero had been running the mission since 1918. He took a boat from Wyndham to Drysdale and stopped near Crocodile Creek. And there, some <laughs> Aboriginal people came and showed him some stuff they had found. Oh, boy. <laughs> <clears throat> Look at this shit. Uh, in, in, in the, the little pile of stuff was a cigarette, cigarette case with the initials HB. Father Cabrero sent a letter on the 1st of June to the Wyndham Police Station via a runner. It arrived two weeks later. So more of a walker. <laughs> then Sergeant Flinders, not the same, Sergeant Flinders uh, wired his superiors in Perth and a search for Hans and Adolf was back on. But they were in such a remote location, it would take 14 days to reach them by land. Hans and Adolf found a rocky outcrop on the coast and took refuge. Then they heard what they thought was a search plane approaching, and they ran out, and they waved their arms. And it was? It was a plane. Okay. plane flew, flies directly over them. Now, directly over them is exactly where the pilot's only blind spot is. I can't. 
it's just absolutely like, time to commit suicide. <laughs> I mean, I really, I would never endorse it, but at this point. So he couldn't see them, and the plane just flies off. Ah, uh, that feeling. <laughs> no! <laughs> Is it, let me ask you something, though. Is this worse than the boat? It feels... I think the boat was worse. I don't remember the boat. <laughs> the worst thing was it was a, it was a junkers plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> junkers! <laughs> uh, but the pilot, however, had seen the Atlantis just moments before. So he went back and dropped several tins of uh, Wyndham beef. So New Zealand sheep tongues, some tobacco, and a water sack. Ugh, good God. Fucking party! <laughs> so he's like, maybe they're here. I'll just throw some tongue out of the plane. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's like you had bread and cheese. <laughs> well, uh, that's for me. That's my lunch. I wasn't going to finish all the tongue. <laughs> threw it to those uh, gentlemen. Hey, man, we're vegan. <laughs> I'm actually gluten-free, too, and quit smoking. <laughs> uh, but Let's ha- make a boat out of the tin. Adolf, no more pitching. <laughs> okay. But Hans and Adolf now once again have hope of being found. Because <laughs> so, someone threw beef at him? Well, but the, they saw the plane. They know they're still looking for him. I would be hopeless. So, uh, so they kind of... They, they have hope again. They're, they're not resigned to dying. They just figured they have to wait long enough for a rescue. Uh, that sounds like you're to resigned come. to dying in a roundabout way. No, no. Now, now, they're, now they legitimately think that they might be found. So rescue party sets out from Forest River Mission. The Wyndham Meat Works. What the fuck is that? Yeah. The Meat Works. Uh, the Wyndham Meat Works motor launch is... <laughs> wait, What? It's, I think it's a crazy name for a boat. That's the name of the boat? Meatworks. The Wyndham... The, the what? Me- oh. It's a slaughterhouse? Oh, yeah, that's what I assumed it is was. It a yeah, mo- like a meatworks. Is, mo- is it a, a mobile slaughterhouse? Mobile slaughterhouse? Are we talking about a... Are we talking about like a, boat, a, a houseboat for killing cows, sort of? Like you pull up to... It's an abotoir? <laughs> Do you... <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> so you fucking roll up to like ranches and you're like, bring out your cows and you just park your boat. Sir, I'm going to have to say it again. Comedy, comedy stopped working for you a long time ago. Nah, keep going. Becky. Um... All right, so the Wyndham Meat Works motor launches. Yeah, yeah, the mobile slaughterhouse. Yeah. So that's what's set to search for him is a slaughter boat. That the cows are driving. That's right. <laughs> um, so they head to Crocodile Creek. Uh, Hans oh, and they're going to love this abattoir. Those crocodiles are like, holy shit, we've been wasting our lives. <laughs> a cow boat. Right, so that's where all the shit was that the Aboriginal people found. But yeah. now Hans and Adolf are 50 kilometers further west. Okay. Local bushmen do not believe they're still alive because uh, they're in such an arid area where even local uh, Aboriginal tribes find it difficult to survive. So Sergeant Flinders is the ultimate pessimist. To anyone who would listen, including reporters, he keeps saying, quote, they're dead, knocked on the head by some natives. 
That is an so amazing. So that's the guy who's in charge of trying to find him. So that that's, really is an amazing. But but the, the way the cause of death is pretty amazing. That he's like, no, obviously they were conked on the head. They're out in the middle of the desert. Why wouldn't they get hit on the head? Yeah, they didn't die from flies in their sores. <laughs> They smack their heads together like coconuts. It's the Three (laughs) Stooges. We've seen the movies. (laughs) So Hans comes down with a fever uh, and has a terrible toothache. Shocking to hear that he's just getting a fever. Yeah. (laughs) It off forages for food and returns with six snails. Yes. (laughs) They smash them open and gobble up the meat. They were poison. (laughs) Those aren't snails. (laughs) Oh, no. Hans is overcome by fever and shivering uncontrollably. All they have is pliers. Oh, that'll be fine. Hans cannot take it. Oh, no. So Adolf takes the pliers. No. Oh, my God. No, 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 Adolf. And reaches in. No. And grabs the tooth. And he starts to pull. Wrong one! And then snap. The tooth breaks off. That's... Hans faints from the pain. Oh, God. So now that Hans is out, Adolf goes to work, breaking off more bits of the tooth. Dude. Until there's only a stump left and he can't grab anything else. What's going on? The roots are still in his jaw. No, leave it be, please. So he's done nothing. Yeah, he's made it ten times worse. Yeah. He hasn't done nothing. He's made it worse. That's, That's his whole life. He should get a shirt saying, I make it worse. <laughs> How are you? Don't let me help, but I have an idea. <laughs> hey, why were they going to... Why did they do this? Why were they flying? Why did they fly to the... Oh, they were trying to show off the plane. Uh, to show how good it and was. And in a way, they really did. <laughs> it's also a boat. <laughs> and a water filtration system. <laughs> and a dentist's office. Oh, my God. The boat saves you from flies. Uh-huh. We ate the boat. It was a plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. So Hans still has the infection in his jaw. Well, you so know, he's just Adolf... got like raw nerve endings instead of like a tooth protector. Well, now it's big, a big pussy. Uh... So Adolf gets a... Pussy, what was it? Pussy. pussy. He's got a pussy cut. He's got a pussy, pussy. sore. <laughs> so Adolf gets a, a dull safety pin. What? <laughs> no, stop. This guy's That's really a... living up to the name Adolf suddenly. That's... A dull safety pin? It's not last... a safety pin. It's a paperclip. <laughs> let's, stop. let's stop the story now. Let's <laughs> Yeah. Maybe we can just say something funny that happened to we, us today. Yeah, I didn't think we'd get into orthodontics. <laughs> so he's going to lance it. But he doesn't have the strength. So he puts the safety pin against the, the fucking boily pus, and he hits it with the pliers. What is he? Is, uh, where is his degree? What's he doing? And then Hans pulls it out, and they repeat this several times Why? until all the pus is drained. It's and then, and then Hans waits nervously for possible blood poisoning to take him. You mean praise. <laughs> yeah. 
The search continues by sea, air, and now land. On day five, a boat sails right past them, but can't see them because it's drizzling. Sounds like it's a little more party than search. Well, what are you? What are you even doing then? It's true. Like if you can't see anything, yeah, why well, are you yeah, going what up? What are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you going up and down the coast? Ah, uh, you know, I didn't see anything because of the rain. So there's nothing. <laughs> uh, Hans and Adolf smoked their last pipe. On... He, why? Hans should not be smoking with that jaw. It's fine. You got to get it's it. It's fine. Nice. He likes it. Yeah. He likes tobacco. <laughs> So it's now, that's day three. It feels better. Uh, oh, nothing calls me like a sweet smoke. I should quit, but it just looks so cool. Uh, I mean, I'm not doing this. I'm like the Marvel Man. <laughs> it's day 35. They've been missing for 35 days. Uh, it's been raining for two days, so they have water, but still no food. The next day, the temperature drops. They pack up a little possessions they have and crawl along the rocky coast looking for shelter, and they find a cave. <clears throat> they lit a fire in the cave and dried out their clothes. Han makes final notes in his diary and says goodbye to his mother. <laughs> Quote, yes, I know that I can no longer struggle against it. This knowledge that the end is near gives me the peace to welcome it. I have no more inner resistance, only readiness. They both fall asleep. Hans wakes the next morning and looks toward the sun. A person is standing in the sunlight. It's a silhouette. Hans thinks he's going insane. Yeah. But then the silhouette moves, jumping from rock to rock, looking for something. And Hans tries to yell, but he has absolutely no strength. Man! Man! He knows the man can't see them in the back of the cave. And then Adolf sits up and lets out a blood-curdling scream. Fucking Adolf. There we go. Ah, Someone's this. back. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. And then. Ah! Yeah. 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 We're total. We're total opposites. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're like the odd couple. <laughs> He's Felix. <laughs> Ow. So the man approaches. It is an Aboriginal man. He is holding a fish, which he hands to them. And they gulp it down raw in a few bites, like seals. Well, that's the noise they make. Yeah. (laughs) Hans tries to stand and go to the cave entrance, but he passes out. The Aboriginal man then goes outside and lights a bushfire. Three other Aboriginal men come out of the bush, and one of them hands Hans a letter... It is from the Fathers of Drysdale River Mission Station. Quote, Dear friends, when this letter reaches you and you are still alive, then a miracle has occurred for which we should thank our God, our Father, uh, out of profound respect. All right. Um, all, the stuff, all the stuff in between the 35 days. Okay, okay. Do we thank him for that? What do we do? The he part was where testing the you. He the, was testing you. the pliers knocked he off my... Was, it was a biblical test. I was naked for days. Well, the Lord works in mysterious ways, gentlemen. I think sometimes, you know, you don't know what he's trying to tell you. I mean, think of Jesus. He died on a cross for your sins. And you have a blood-curdling scream based on tooth pain from dehydration and a poison diet. <laughs> The Lord giveth and he poisoneth away. (laughs) The letter goes on. We have been searching for you for weeks. We have divided the blacks into groups. 
Each one carries a copy of this letter, a couple of pounds of flour, tinned meat. If this letter reaches you, immediately send two Aborigines with the good news to us, informing us of the exact position where you've been found. Be patient for a couple of days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you guys be patient now? Yeah. We will bring you back to the mission station. Don't be afraid of the Aborigines. They're your friends and will care for you. So they're given four tins of meat and several kilos of flour. Within minutes, they are eating Aussie bush bread, Hans and Adolf wolf it down. Hans writes... Uh, a note for the missionaries, and two of the Aboriginal men take off without... Send teeth. <laughs> so two of the Aboriginal men take off without even eating. Another, another goes and catches fish uh, for Hans and Adolf to eat. They can't stop eating, uh, even though chewing is difficult. Is because... this the story of sushi? <laughs> Yes. Um, but chewing is difficult uh, because all their teeth are loose uh, and their jaws ache. We've all been there after you've yeah. eaten for 30 days. They yeah. should get back on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got this. You got a good feeling. And then they've eaten so fast that they throw up most of what they've been eating. Oh, cool. Awesome. The next day, Hans and Adolf venture outside the cave. They see several more smoke signals further inland. More Aboriginal people come, three more men and nine women. They're from the local... Oh, I'm not going to say these names. Let's just have respect. (laughs) This isn't a Cockburn situation. Uh, The men give them a fish, a huge leg of kangaroo meat, and a pot of honey. Hans tries to bite off a Sounds pe- like an episode of Top Chef. <laughs> this is your quick fire challenge. <laughs> Hans tries to bite off a piece of kangaroo, but his teeth are too loose. Oh, my God. One of the aboriginal men named Hunter puts some meat on the ground and beats it with a stone and then cups it up, cuts it up. But it is still too tough. Uh-oh. Baby bird. So Hunter chews the he meat. He baby birds it. He does... Man, that's a dream. I want to do that someday. He chews the meat and offers it to Hans and Adolf, and they take it. (laughs) Thank you. Pretty soon, five... Chewing illusions. (laughs) Pretty soon, five aboriginals are sitting around chewing meat for the Germans. Hey, give it up. That's fucking awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. That is pretty awesome. It's awesome. Uh, the feasting goes on like this for a couple of days. It's got to be really fun to, to chew and spit in someone's mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh. if they need it and you're a hero, it'll be like, nyum, nyum. Yeah, take that, whitey. <laughs> Thank you. So... Um, <laughs> Hans and Adolf sleep alone in the cave at night. The rescuers sleep outside. And then in the middle of the night, Hans crawls over to, uh, Adolf crawls, crawls over to Hans and tells him they're in danger. Quote, these people are devils. They're going know. to wait a while before they kill us. No. Hans is losing his mind. On day 45, Constable Marshall and Henry Smith arrive. They have come to take uh, Hans and Adolf back to civilization. Uh, Constable Marshall, quote, 
They called hello, hello in very weak voices. They were bent over, totally filthy, and in shocking condition. They completely lost control of themselves, shouting, Do you have bread? 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 <laughs> Stop saying bread. <laughs> Do you understand me? Don't say bread again. We're going to save bread. you. Stop saying bread and bread, we'll save you. Bread? You say bread. bread one more time, it's over. Bread. Stop saying bread. Bread. Stop it. Baguette? <laughs> You can stay out. You I like. You I like. You I'm not a fan of. Can you chew bread and put it in my mouth? Okay. This man. No. Both of them clung, clung to Smith and myself and refused to let go until they saw a package of dried bread. 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 You give us bread. Give us bread. Give us bread. Bread. love You're bread. You're my dad. Give us bread, dad. Marshall gave them more food, got them washed. No, no, no. You got to chew it and spit it into us. <laughs> like our aboriginal dads. <laughs> You're all our dads now. <laughs> we drink bad water. Oh, I made a boom boom. Oh, no. Adolf made boom boom. I need a clean up. Daddy, clean me up. Clean up him and then spit in my mouth some more. My tooth hurts. This is actually the, this is actually the birth of diaper parties. What are, I don't even want, what are diaper parties where someone, a grown ass man wears a diaper? Yeah, for, uh, well, I don't think it's time for us to leave Earth. (laughs) 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 Um, So he gets them off, she puts them in clothes, and then he looked at him, he's like, there's no way these guys can walk back. They're probably like toddlers doing the like, (laughs) pick up. (laughs) Hey, man. At 6 a.m. the next day, Marshall sent off runners to sprint back to Forest River. They were to hand a letter to Sergeant Flinders, you know, the guy who's like, yeah, they're fucking dead. Yeah. Requesting they send the launch from the Wyndham Meat Works as soon as possible. The launch? Like where it's, it's the thing with the boat right, for the, the meat. Portable people. Yep, right. Not like a launch for the meat works. Like no. come down to the launch. Yeah. Free I thought you were free, mispronouncing lunch. <laughs> free cutlets. No, like, launch. Not <laughs> <lunch>. <laughs> it's like buckets of corona. How do you guys <laughs> like it? Yeah? Everybody happy? I'm doing smaller portions like tapas, huh? <laughs> the hashtag is meatworks. <laughs> Couldn't think of one quick enough, sorry. Sometimes that happens in comedy. You don't think of it quick enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, all right. (laughs) That night, Adolf attacked Hans. Wow. What? What? (laughs) They had to pin him down. Adolf now thought everyone was a devil. Hans told uh, the others Adolf had gone mad. They bound Adolf's arms and legs. All night, he drifted between a state of delirium and mad fits of raving. He would try to strike out at anyone who went near him, and he kept ramming his head on rocks and tried to stab his face with a blunt safety pin. Did he have a toothache? I think he's... uh, How's he doing? I think he's haunted. Uh. By who? (laughs) Dude, you got one way out of this shit. Join me on the other side, brother. Smash your head into rocks, dude. Bludgeon yourself, dude. Come meet me, dude. It's sick over here. Uh, Come on. The next day... Dude, quit ignoring me. I'm talking to you, dude. Someone said... One of the original dudes said jet ski three times, dude. I I don't think that's true. I think you came... Well, the point is, maybe that was lore. But here we are, dude. Come on, man. Take my hand. No. Take on me. Take on me, take me 
Take on me. Picture us animated. Like shoddily animated. No. Come on, dude. No. Whatever. No. Whatever. So the next day, Marshall wrote an even more urgent letter to Sergeant Flinders explaining Adolph's critical condition and the need of a straitjacket. <laughs> Which they kind of already put him in. You never He's... hear about straitjackets anymore. Anyway, you really so. don't. Yeah. <laughs> you really well, don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should. They should be back. Wait, are they still around? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. They got to be uh, around. We're not. I don't know, if you're in America, we got all that shit still going on. Yeah. Um, anyway. He sent the two uh, best Aboriginal runners he had, uh, Janka and Andumari. They said they could make it from Cape Bernier to Forest River in two days and on to Wyndham in another two days. It had taken the rescue team two weeks to make that trip. Sure. Marshall promised them a new shirt and a pair of trousers if they... What a placator, honestly. (laughs) Just the fucking worst. yeah. Hey, you want pants? How would you boys like a shiny new three-piece, huh? Um, if they could overtake the previous runners who started a day earlier. Janga chuckled and said, me catch them all right. <laughs> they took no food, no water, no blanket, just the message and some tobacco and started running. Boy, tobacco was God. Jesus, what's with the fucking tobacco? Hey, Two days later, Adolf was still screaming. The screams were starting to drive Hans mad, so they had the two separate men separated. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hans is like, he's really wearing on me. But that's like after everyone after you go on holidays with them for a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the two uh, Aboriginal runners ran nonstop day and night and arrived at Forest River at the same time as the runners who had left a day earlier. And on 3 a.m. on the 4th of July... And Mary raced through the streets of Wyndham. He had run 250 kilometers in 55 hours. Jesus Christ. Uh, fucking yes. insane. The news there alive immediately spread around the world. The boat arrived on July 5th, and Hans and Adolf were headed to Wyndham, 52 days after getting lost oh in the outback. Oh, my God. A crowd of 2,000 greeted them. They were both admitted to the hospital for a haircut, shave, bath. Wait, wait. That, that's the order? And a health check. Yeah, okay. Well, what we're going to do is first give you boys a makeover. <laughs> then we'll take a look at those nasty scabies you got bugs living in, huh? Also, that tooth looks a bit of a problem. But what we'll do first is get you a nice haircut, gammy up real good, and then we'll see what's up, huh? He's dead? Well, he looks good dead. What we're going to do is dial you up for the coffin, okay? Doctor? <laughs> what gave you that impression? Take your tits out. Come on. Uh, telegrams came from all over the world to Hans Hotel. And Congratulations, reporters... boys. You proved something. We're just not sure what it was. Um, reporters, reporters jostled for an interview. Hans wanted one thing known. Quote, we were found by natives of Australia, naked black men. Those Samaritans of the wild tended and cared for us. Their treatment of us showed a generosity that I have rarely met with any people in the world. I have been here, there, everywhere to many countries and seen many people, but for loyalty, faithfulness, devotion, there is no one on this earth to touch the Australian Aboriginal of the Northwest. 
The north, the northwest, the northwest, the southwest. <laughs> what? Um, next, Hans went to Perth and received a hero's welcome. Thousands came out. The Australian Broadcasting Commission had recently been formed, and they installed a brand-new east-west carrier wave telephone. It had never been tw- tested, and at 5.30 Perth time, after the evening news, uh, Hans Bertram's was the first live broadcast uh, report. <laughs> Two months later, Hans sailed up the western whoa, Australia. Whoa, whoa, That's it. Whoa, He's back. Whoa, whoa. I think uh, navigation's off the table at this point for any of these gentlemen. Oh, you don't like that he's sailing? I don't like that he's doing anything Darn. besides getting a haircut at the doctor. <laughs> Well, he's sailing back up the Western That's Australia coast. He's going to be turning this boat into a plane. Well, he's on a boat. Do you know what boat he's on? The Coolinda. Oh, no. Aww. The same boat that fucking passed him by. <laughs> the captain had a hilarious story about how no one was on the deck. <laughs> oh, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. Because it was like day 28 for you, which is crazy, because you doubled that. It was, anyway. It was 18. It was day 18. <laughs> Whatever. The point is, we were having a party down below deck. you got to see what we do down there. <laughs> oh, I'm assuming you're not laughing because of your tooth pain. But... Man, am I the only one chuckling? It feels like this story's bombing. <laughs> All right. Well, I should probably get up there. Start steering. Just wanted to catch up, but... Jesus Christ, you lost your sense of humor on this trip, huh? <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, there's a ghost on this book. <laughs> so Hans was going back to get <clears throat> the Atlantis. The plan was to fix up the plane. The plan was to fix up the plane and do a thank you tour around Australia (laughs) to raise funds for Aboriginal people and people from the missions. Which is good. That's good, but... Still dangerous. They've been through enough. Like, don't do that. Like, don't... Yeah, enough. (laughs) They don't want to hear this story about you fucking up again, (laughs) which you will. They don't want to save you again either. No, they're like, no, don't, no. Don't worry, this time will be different. We're going to fly the boat around the island three times. <laughs> you heard how, Show it off. You heard how much I ran, right? It's I a fucking, junker. We'll be fine. Wanna, wanna. So what, did he live in Australia? Like, like he moved? No, so, uh, so he just went around and did like a fundraising tour. He would fly and stop and fly and stop mm. in a town. Um, he only crashed once in... Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I think that we've lowered the bar pretty far for this man. He only crashed once in Adelaide, and then they fixed it back up again. Oh, well. Celebrate. Um, The float boat, uh, so then he went back to Germany. That was the, uh, that's the last of Hans, but that was Hans. I don't know. I I didn't see what happened to uh, Adolf. (laughs) I like the picture still bound and screaming. Um... The float boat was recovered in 1979 and today sits on display at the WA Maritime Museum in Fremantle. Did you guys not know that? Nope. They did not. Um, We going tomorrow or what? What's the deal? (laughs) We doing this? Hey, guys, guess what? I got a sick idea. Did. Maritime party time. Come on. I scored a kegger for it, too. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. 
That's the wow. story of Hans Bertram. Holy and, uh, shit. I feel like I oh, just I did should, that journey. I should say this: he went back to uh, he went back to uh, Germany. Then he was fighting in World War II, and there was a rumor. There were all these. This is Adolf or these, Hans. This is Hans. Okay. There are all these news reports say. in Australia that he had been uh, caught as a war prisoner and was serving in Australia, but that I, would, I turned out not to be true. Uh. So that didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> but the Australians... He must like, have had something like, <clears throat> like in him. Like, wh- why was he doing all this stuff? Like, were he, his parents divorced? Like, why was he... What was the... Why what hole was keep, he trying to fill? Yeah, what, what, what was keeping him going forward? Like, uh, He'd like to fly, man. <laughs> He's a, f- a flyboy, and you can't, take the, you can't take the plane out of a flyboy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you can't take the flies out of the flyboy either. You can't take either. the fly out of the flyboy. You can't take the mo- mozzies out of the flyboy. Yeah. Uh, you can give him a haircut, though, and be like, hey, go on tour. <laughs> Holy shit. I just think it would have been a better story if, at the very end, Adolf went crazy and Hans killed him with a rock in the cave. <laughs> I just think that would have been a more fitting ending. Yeah. And then right as he's smashing the head, <laughs> dude walks in with a fish, and he's like, oh... Uh, right after. Fuck. Wait, why didn't you yell? Say I'm coming. Something. The dude with the fish is like, I was, I was down at the beach. I brought you like eight fish. Well, say something. I just killed my only friend. <laughs> I was chewing food for you guys for like days. I don't remember. I'm insane. <laughs> Christ. Anyway, it's legal to kill all Adolf, so there's nothing we can do. <laughs> Should be a law. <laughs> what? Oh, well, well anyway. uh, that was. I feel uh, like a cigarette. That, um, was, <laughs> that was something. <clears throat> I feel tired. Yeah. About just listening to that. My teeth are rumbling. <laughs> anyway, that's your. Those are your people. Woohoo! Our our. Should I? No, you can. You. you want to stay here? It's up to you. Yeah, stay here. All right. Some sort of jet lag, so I didn't have a lot of time to collect my thoughts. Um, but uh, I, I'm sorry if nobody empathizes with your plight at this point. But we just went through uh, <laughs> the rhyme of the ancient mariner boat. So I had a hard time. Yeah, but a guy. Okay. You know what? My my work my shit is much harder than Hans. <laughs> I flew on a plane the whole way, so you lose. But twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah, but still, you got to do the plane the whole way. Do you way. guys know what uh, economy premier class is? It's not. It's not first class. <sighs> So that's the kind of shit that I have to deal with. Oh, wait. Who's the Hans and who's the Adolf out of you guys? <laughs> I'm oh, absolutely... I'm, I'm Adolf. A, yeah. Yeah, I'm Adolf. 100%. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm Hans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave Baby Birds is my lunch to me a lot of times. 
Is it vegan? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> All right, so, and you can chime in on this if you want. So here, here's what I'm going to say about what's going on. Did you guys read the IPCC report about climate change that came out? A lot, a lot of people didn't. Super cool. Um, basically, we had 10 years where we're all going to fucking die. Literally. That's to what all the scientists... start to write things that needs to be done That's what the scientists of the world... Usually scientists in the world are very conservative. And they say, hey, we need to do this and this. This time they literally came out and said, we're all going to fucking die. You have 10 years. And a lot of people didn't hear that in the news. A lot of people didn't hear that in the news. And that's fucking batshit crazy. But that's what the leading scientists in the world, 150 of them said. So this is what I have to say. Uh, obviously, it's real. If you don't think climate change is real, fuck off. <laughs> fighting, fighting over whether it's real is pointless. It has become pointless. That's a battle we should not. That is their battle. Those are, that is their line to choose. We will act like it is a real thing and move on from there. So my, my idea is there's a lot of, I know a lot of kids that uh, are going to bed crying I know kids that come home and start crying in front of their parents because they don't think that there's going to be a world for them. And I know a lot of parents that are almost paralyzed from the fear of what's happening. And people are being paralyzed and they're not doing anything because they don't know what to do. Because if you talk to your politicians, it doesn't fucking matter. They don't give a shit. They're holding coal and going, this is good. They're fucking insane. In our last presidential debate, not one question. No, we, have not, question. we have not had a presidential debate question about climate change since 2008. Good. Hold on, sir. So, uh, I started to notice a long time ago hearing scientists talk about how depressed they were. And, like, one scientist talked about how she worked on coral reefs. And she went there and they were all bleached. And she just sat there and cried for eight hours. So those, to me, are the stories that move people and move things. So I want to put together a group where all these people who feel paralyzed can get together and talk. And it would be online, but you could also do it in cities. I mean, it's a fucking crazy thing to think of, but it's like, I don't know what else to do. We're literally just sitting here going, oh, it's just long, everyone's going to die. But my kid says to me, I want to play baseball when I get older, and I think, eh, that's probably not going to happen. That's a fucking terrible place to be. So I don't want that. So I don't know what else to do. And I know I sit here and I talk in front of people. So I want to try and do something. So the idea, and it's a crazy idea, but it's like get everyone together to talk about their pain and their fears and their anguish and have artists involved in this process and for artists to listen to what people are saying and then turn that into art, videos, uh, TV, fucking TV shows, podcasts, Street art, fucking anything, but get that message out there, the emotional, the emotional message, which is we are fucking terrified, and you need to do something. And I keep thinking of that moment, I don't know if you guys saw it, but we have a senator, Senator Jeff Flake, who was supposed to be this fucking hero in the Kavanaugh uh, election, but a woman got him in an elevator, and she's like, I'm a sexual assault victim, look me in the fucking eyes, and tell me what you're doing. Look me in the eyes. And that's what we need to do. We need to have our kids that are scared confront these people with emotion. We can't fight them on this. Science is real. Science isn't real. We have to get people together in a group and formulate a plan to put our emotions out there and say we're fucking scared. 
Because if you say I'm scared, the guy can't go, climate change isn't real, you fucking asshole. Then it gets weird. You can't say that to kids. So that's my idea is to start a group, a Facebook group or something, and then trying to expand it out. The, the truth is there's not any issue that anybody's passionate about is wiped off the table with the biggest issue that's going on right now, which is the fact that there will be no issues to talk about if there's nobody alive to talk about issues. And that's where we're at. So we are at the point where, like, there's nothing you... Everything you care about matters, but it matters less than the fact that the, plan, the planet's done. And so you feel paralyzed when people are like, you know, what are you going to do? Because new phones come out, new issues come out, there's new movies to see, there's new shit to download. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. And so you can sit here and feel paralyzed, but what I think your point is, is that there needs to be action. And action comes from emotion, and the time to sit back and sort of be resigned to it is over, and the time to talk about it and be pissed off is here. And it really is going to take more push than you've ever felt for any fucking issue. But it's not even for us. It, the idea that we're going to destroy this fucking planet. And there's a lot of, like, feel-good stories that'll pop up. You know? Some of the corals coming back. Well, that's because, like, you had a mild summer. This shit's not going to last for ten more years. It's fucking crazy. So we're going to do what we can to try to make a move and try to do something where, at minimum, we go down with a fight. That's the point. That's what those are going to do. So, and if you're on social media, just follow some of the shit we have. The plan is, if you're on social media, I'll start a, I'll start a Facebook group, and then we can go for there. But I've, there's a lot of people that said they would help organize this, because it's going to be a thing to organize, and if everyone can get involved. And it's literally also just like, if you're scared to talk about it, this will be a place to fucking talk. Like, part of this comes from the the idea of AA, which is people sitting in fucking meetings and talking about this shit. And I think that's the kind of thing we need to do, because literally, you, scientists are doing that. Scientists are getting together and having group therapy sessions. And again, it, like, there is something about shouting into the void. It doesn't mean tweet links. It doesn't mean, you know, post about how pissed off you are about it. No. That, that, that really is something that it feels like, at least in our country and probably most countries, that politicians have figured out that our attention spans are so short that in six days someone's going to do something at the VMAs or in six days somebody's going to do something else scandalous or Trump's going to tweet something and that'll take our eye off the prize. There's literally one issue left to fight for. Everything else is meaningless if you don't make this fucking matter. Ten so, years. Ten years. Ten years. It's no fucking joke. 70%, was it 70% of insects in Germany? Yeah, yeah. Died, yeah. the report yesterday. Well, it's bad. This, yeah, so we won't Sorry, ramble I don't on. To, I, mean, I know everybody came here to have fun, but I don't know what else to do. This is, this is I look at my kid and I'm like, you're not going to have a fucking world to live in. So it's not good. I don't know. We can punch it up and make it funny and post. But, <laughs> but start listening, helping, and we'll try to do whatever we can to give some sort of platform to it. But to Dave's point about Senator Jeff Flake, who ended up being a bitch, right? Ended up yeah. being a guy who just was like, I do care. But they but don't he, fucking care. It's he, time to confront in ways that are not assault-based, but yeah. in ways that are... A way no. that, the, Without again, arguing at someone online, but showing your emotion and saying, this is fucked up and I'm yeah. scared and this needs to change. So help talk about it. Keep talking about it. Keep pushing it. 
And it's not just about things you do on your phone. It's about things you do in the real world. Like and chopping someone's head off. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you can still Becky's say that. Becky's from Perth. <laughs> we appreciate you guys for coming out, truly. Uh, yeah, the front three rows, please stick around. You guys are VIPs. The rest of you guys, we fucking love you. We appreciate the fuck out of you. Thank you so much. Give it up for our guest, Becky Lucas. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Sir, you get a beer. Come on, take it, you asshole. Uh, who's not on the wagon? You? Take this shit. All right. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 